At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. ask you this, you know, I mean, and the the great thing, Conscious Investor, you know that I appreciate having investors on the program, you know, that have experience on the passive side of things. And Oliver happens, you know, he's on the active side as well. And so it's really creates a very rich and dynamic um, perspective into all of this and your experience, you know, I mean, like you've built out a company and been extremely successful. So there you're just, you're a builder. Through and through, you're a builder. And I, I just, I appreciate that. You just need like one of those shirts that says builder, done. Full stop, <laughs> builder. Um, so let me ask you this. When you, you know, started making, placing your first passive investment, you mentioned, okay, I, how did you even, how did you even discover that was an option? Yeah, that was, I was, actually, I remember it so clearly. I was um, I was just renovating like these these row homes here in Washington DC, and I was converting them into duplexes and triplexes. And I was like, man, I'm gonna do a bigger deal. I want to do like a bigger deal, like a ten or a fifteen unit deal. And I was like, uh, I started listening to some podcasts, and I came across Rod Fleece podcast, and then he started talking about cash flow from day one. I'm like, dude, I don't get cash flow from day one in these development deals, like. I got to wait almost a year, year and a half for permitting, construction, all this stuff. And like, I'm basically carrying an 800 pound gorilla on my back, making all those payments to the build, like to, to the contractors, to, you know, I still got to pay the taxes, you still got to pay insurance, you got to pay the note on the loan and all that stuff. And I was like, what, what? cash flow day one? What? Like you still can do construction when one 10 of your tenants move out of a hundred unit building and then you're still 90% occupied. And I was like, wow, what is this? So like, I, I flew out there to his event. And then at this event, he had the, the, the panel, the same panels that we were on, right? And I was like, listen to these people talk. And they're like, yeah, I have 3,000 units and I have 5,000 units and I have 1,500 units. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then it was like, like, he started talking about like, you know, that, you know, we want to be in a situation where he's got 10 people working on one problem. And I just like, I really started resonating with some of the investors that were on the stage. And I was like, we're having a conversation with them after they were on stage. And he's like, Hey, I got a, I have a, a couple of deals coming up. And I was like, yeah, I'm really interested. I, I had started to refinance some of the properties to do that bigger 10 or 15 unit deal. So I already had some, some cash and I, I did my due diligence on him and I did my due diligence on the deal. And then I was like, you know, I, I, I this is what I, I was being conscious of being intentional about where I wanted my life to go in the next five years, 10 years. And I was like, I need, I'm going to make this investment. And this is, I always, I always find that, you know, wherever your money goes, your attention goes. Right. Yes. And, and I knew that by making this investment into that deal, 
my attention would go there as well, which then would really create this vortex pulling me into doing more of these type of deals. I love the vortex, by the way. <laughs> That's just, it's, and it's so true. And this is really true. If we like, we follow, we track wherever our money goes. And so, I mean, it's such a great way to say, well, if I want to grow in this skill and ability, I want to grow my knowledge, I can put my money over there. Um, and it's absolutely a powerful way to do this. Um, and I love that you put yourself in a position, conscious investor, I'm coming out of a very busy season of traveling to events to speak at them and such. Events are so, so, so powerful. So I love that you were, you know, like, at, you know, like I'm going to this event. Um, by the way, Rod's events are very just, they're fun. And the people you meet at any event are going to be exceptional. So um, that's what I found. I go to a lot of different events, but this draws a certain caliber of person. And Rod's just brings also this mindset component to it that resonates. And this is not a like, you know that I have so many people in my life and in my network that are awesome. So uh, this is not a commercial <laughs> to, to attend, you know, all of, the, you know, Rod's next boot camp. But I would definitely say if you're looking for an event, um, that's a great event to attend. And there there will be one in the fall that you can look into. Um, again, just, hey, you know, it's all about building everybody up. It changed my life uh, and every event does. So go to events is the point of what I'm saying, conscious investor, um, and be swift and diligent about it. I also love that you found somebody, you know, you were paying attention. You were sitting there, you're watching everybody on stage. You were internalizing. Wait, you resonate with me. You should, conscious investor, you should stalk people. Stalk whoever's on stage. If they resonate with you, you stalk them and you hunt them down. They're there to serve and support. They're not there to be up on the stage and then run around. They're there. And one of the responsibilities of speakers is to be available. Go and support the attendees and answer the questions and get to know them as well. So you're not stepping out of bounds by going up to speakers and such. So kudos on that. That was really awesome. Yeah. In that, in that, you know, as you're inspecting, you know, doing your due diligence on, you know, on this investor and that lead sponsor team, what were some of the things that you were looking for? So for me, I always like to be like in alignment with people, right? Like if you're, if, if I want to do big deals, like, and you want to do small deals, like, we're, we're already out of one. So that's a big thing for me. Like he wanted to do big deals. I want to do big deals. Um, and the, the next thing for me was that I, I always, I, I like to, I wanted to go see the properties. I wanted to like, I wanted to, I just didn't want to make an investment. I wanted to also grow as well. And that's a, that's a huge thing for me is like grow. And he was willing to like, show me the game. I kind of like open up his, uh, you know, his jacket and let me kind of see, you know, see how this thing really gets done, you know? And then it, like, cause I know that if I, if I made this thing familiar to me, then it would, the next decision and the next decision to do these types of deals would become easier. And he was willing to do that. So, um, and then the, the, the third thing was, you know, I wanted to uh, just, have a better understanding of who that person was. And he was willing to just have that conversation with me and, and walk me through what he's done, what he, what, what he, what he's learned from it, what he, what, 
you know, the, uh, both the good and the bad, you know, like, like I was saying before, uh, it's the imperfect entrepreneur, like no one's perfect in, in their journey of, 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 of life or growth, right? But it's the people that continue to stay after and make the proper adjustments so that they can, can strive for protect for perfection. Those are the people that I, I like being. And um, he was one of those people. And, and, and uh, he also had an abundant mindset, right? Which goes back to the first thing. It's like, you gotta stay in alignment with like goals and, and targets and, and those are those are my things that I ran through with with that investor before I made that final decision. Mm-hmm. Those are such critical things. You know what I and and I resonate with kind of your qualifications there. Um, what's interesting, conscious investor, is it? I didn't hear, and I know that you did look at this, but you know it's like the numbers, the numbers will make sense. But if you're not a lot, like you're only going to invest in something where the numbers make sense more, you know, but having that alignment, um, I'm very partner driven myself and very like, who are the partners? What are the relationships here? It's so this resonates completely, um, with, with my own ethos. So, yeah. And to be a hundred percent transparent, like I didn't know every number, like in the beginning, like, there was no way that I would have known every number in the beginning. Like I wasn't a pro and like that, like, and, and that, that's something that can potentially stop a lot of people from, from getting started. But then that's why it's like so important to understand who you're dealing with. Right. And then like building that relationship, having that person walk me through the deal. And like, he walked me through it. And like he said, these are the assumptions, but like, he's telling me the assumption, but at that point in time, I didn't know if that was assumption was good or bad. So even if I, even if I didn't have, I didn't have enough experience to, to even have an opinion on that. So it's like, it's, it's really, it's really making sure you can, you're in alignment with that person. And then also I love accountability. Like he was putting money in the deal on his, on himself. So like, that's why I always put money in the deal because there's gotta be that level of accountability. So like, you know, and then that's, that gives me uh, confidence and trust that like, Hey, this is something good because he's he's putting putting that money, his own money, into that deal. And it's it's like look back to my old old philosophy that it's so my uh, one of my mentors say like you're eating your own dog food. It's like it's like here's the dog food. Like if you're willing to eat it, I'm willing to eat it type of thing. So in the beginning, that's that's how I like our and he and he helped me hold my game in terms of understanding what what to look for and what not to look for. And then I, at the same time, I started getting my own experience of what, what was good and what was, wasn't good. That, and those numbers became internalized. So now I can just look at things pretty quickly and say like, yes, this is a good deal or this is no, this is not a good deal. Mm-hmm. These are all critical factors right here. Absolutely critical. I can't, I'm like nothing to say. You just dropped it. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, I felt the same way when I was listening to you talk on Rod's podcast or the, 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 the Rod's event, right? It was like, oh my God, I'm just so online with that, with that message. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> like, thank you. And, uh, you know, honest, oftentimes it's like listening to you, you know, and how you articulate things and knowing like how similar our thinking is, the philosophy, underlying philosophy. Um, my head cold is getting the better of me, I think. Uh, but I'll just say it's it's always lovely to hear another way of expressing it and communicating it. So absolutely fabulous. Now you're in um you're not only in, you know, limited uh, invested. 
Wow. Sorry, conscious investor. I'll get through this um, more vitamin C on the way. Uh, but you're in- invested as a limited partner and you're on the active side as well. Let's just, you know, take a little look-see under the hood. What kind of things are you investing in on the active side? Yeah, so, you know, the, that that bug of like love, love being involved in the deals and like I'm, like I was saying before to you, like I'm, I'm a builder, I'm an operator. I love, I love adding value in that way um, on these deals. And what, what, like where I try to focus is like on the construction side. So like a lot of the things that we're investing in are value add deals. And they're not like crazy value add, right? They're, but there's still like there's construction that needs to be done. Uh, and I love getting involved in that that portion of of the of the, the the deal. And then like I have my other partners that are really good at finding the debt. I have other partners that are really good at finding the deal, right? And then I have other partners that are really good at dealing with all the operation side of the thing. So like I I stay like really focused in my lane of like adding value through construction. And the cool thing about that is that's oftentimes where we make a lot, most of our money in these deals, right? Like if you're, if you if you have that renovation strategy of like, you know, maybe you spend it 10 grand to get $200 rent increases. Now all of a sudden you're making, you know, 24% of your money. And then all of those things add up over time. Uh, and, and, and then you add that, that multiplier effect with, with commercial real estate. Like now all of a sudden you've created a, a big, uh, a big, value increase in the property and additional cash flow on a monthly, uh, quarterly basis. So I, I focus a lot of my attention on the construction. I'll give you an example. So like one of the deals that we did, and this is one of the early deals. And I, I love talking about this too, because it, I put so much time and energy in the single family game. And I wanted to see how this would translate to the, 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 the quote unquote, big leagues, hundred plus units. Right. <laughs> But it translated perfectly, right? So um, this deal that we were doing, we're over here on um, in Washington D.C. It was a it was a row home that we converted to a duplex. The the duplex consisted of the basement first floor, and then there was the second floor, third floor, which was the the second unit. And the first the first unit was basement first floor. So tenant moves into the basement first floor. First day they're there, I get a phone call. There's water in the basement. I was like, no. We were literally, go, me and my wife were literally getting ready to go to like a, uh, a, a a cooking class that we got for our wedding. And I was like so disappointed to get that call and having to cancel because literally they had water in the basement. I had to figure all that out. But that's what you got to do as an entrepreneur and a business owner and a real estate investor. Right? Oh, actually, an active real estate investor. Right? <laughs> I just want to make that clear. But uh, so, um, so that we got water in the basement and then we had to fix that, right? And through working with the uh, waterproofer that fixed that issue, I learned so much. And then we bought this uh, big deal, right? It was 152 units down in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, there was like 15 units that had water damage. And that exact same strategy that I learned on the duplex deal, I was able to apply to that big deal. And this is a, and the reason why this is like so important is because there were so many, there was, there was a, three other people that had this deal under contract that once they went through due diligence, they backed out. They were scared of it, but we weren't scared of it. And that allowed us to buy the deal and make a ton of money on that deal. Uh, Cause like, think about it. There was, there was 15 units that were totally not being rented, rented at all. 
And now all of a sudden we really grab a thousand dollars a month for each one of those units. So that's like 15,000 multiplied by 12. What's that? That's $180,000 that basically fell to the bottom line. Um, Cause we already had property management and everything also on our pla- on, in place at the property. So it was, a, it was, we, we made a ton of money with that. That strategy at the moment was so painful to learn on that small deal, but I was able to multiply it into the big deal and uh, reap the rewards advantage of that. Okay. Talk about going full circle from the very beginning when we were talking about, you know, some of the challenges of being that entrepreneurs face and that you're transparent on your podcast about that to all of these, everything works for us. Everything serves and supports us. If we allow it, if we can receive it, even in the pain, the struggle of the moment, it will serve us powerfully. And that not only served you powerfully, but like think about what that did for that complex because a complex with down units, not only is it losing income, but it's now becoming part of neighborhood blight. Like if anyone isn't going to come in there, the whole building ultimately is going to fall into disrepair. Um, and I, I get, I'm extrapolating a bit there, but why would, you know, why would somebody go in there and invest and 15 units are down? Um, so, I mean, your pain produced in a time during a huge housing, you know, crisis, because there is not, <laughs> there is not enough housing across our country. There, we are undersupplied in every, every market. I, there are a few that we're okay, but all that to say, like you're providing housing, you're serving, you know, reducing blight, you're increasing the revenue. I mean, this is powerful. I love this. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool deal. And that was, it was, it was just like, you, you couldn't have said it better. Like it was bringing it full circle, you know, like in that moment when I had that, 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 uh, that tenant move in and there was water in their basement, I felt like such a loser. Like I felt like, Oh, how could I renovate this whole property and, and make a miss on the waterproofing? And it wasn't like, it wasn't done properly. And I felt so bad, but like, I'm so glad that I didn't stop being an investor there in the, in, and because there's so many people that 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 has that would stop, right? They they would like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Like, I don't want to ever have a call from a tenant telling me that there's water in my basement. And that's what I mean. We're not perfect, right? Like, but I I was there. I canceled my cooking class, and I was there, and I made sure I was personally cleaning up the water. Even even though I called like 15 people, and they were like, dude, like I'm not calling out tonight. So I made sure it was was done right, right? And I made sure that 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 tenant had a dry place. Um, but it was just like, you know, seeing that go full circle and being able to come on the other side and actually have that provide a big reward, not only to myself, but to our investors, that was like such a cool feeling. Um, and then just also reinforces never give up, you know, never don't, don't, don't stop, stop too soon. Like run through the line, not to the line, you know? Mm, oh my gosh. Just gems, gems, pure gems. Uh, I love in the book, the 12 week year, I'm surprised it's not sitting right at arm's reach, but he has a diagram in there and it shows like the trough and most people quit when the, at the bottom of the trough, when things are tough, most people quit. But what happens when we quit at something is that we have to go back to the starting line. So we can choose to learn that lesson, learn it well, and, and then ride the tide up and use it for other things. But if we choose to quit at anything in life, then we're going to have to learn that lesson again 
And I'll tell you what, I'd rather learn the lesson once and move on and write it on up than have to like, oh, this is hard. I quit. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. It's a, it's a cycle that nobody wants to be in. (laughs) That's good. That's real good. Yeah. I'm extrapolating a little bit further on, on maybe how he said it, but uh, that's what you do. You read books and then you, you get to expand it with your mind a little bit further. Any, any um, parting thoughts as we wrap things up, I looked at the time, like, holy, I knew, I knew I'm like, we got to hit record because you and I are going to talk. I know it. <laughs> so any final thoughts that you, you would say passive, you know, passive investors should definitely be aware of this and, or conscious investor, you especially need to be aware of. Yeah, this, um, you know, as, as an investor, you know, there's, there's so many other opportunities out there, right? Or you need to like figure out what's really good for you. And like, for me, like I always loved like uh, capital preservation. Like when, when that person, person was asking like to, to invest in the deal with them, I was like, like all the hard work and all the hard time and energy effort that I, I put in is creating this, 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 this resource. And now I got to invest it. And like, yes, like it is good to, to um, create that resource. But then at the same time, for that resource to really multiply, you're going to have to invest it into something and you're going to have to allow it to grow and allow it to add additional value to you because just sitting in a checking account, it's not going to add any value to you um, unless unless you're dealing you're, you're investing into something really risky and then it goes down to zero, right? Uh, but yeah, just like the conscious investor, um, you know, just... Staying conscious about your decisions, uh, staying conscious about where you're investing your money. And like for me, like it was capital preservation. And I love real estate for that reason of capital preservation. Like I, I and then it's like, okay, like cash flow is coming and like the, the let that let the let the nest egg that I just created or invested in like continue to build over time. And it's that's that's my that's my words of advice. I love it. Oliver, it's been so much fun having you on the show. Um, Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. If you got value from any of this stuff, go ahead and drop me a comment below and smash that like button. Let's roll.